0: You know, teachers really have it figured out with this whole no summer working thing, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you say they have it figured out, it's like they came to the table. Like, they they had their meeting, their annual meeting. They're like, we were working 12 months a year, but let's let's chop it down to 10. We can't be
0: teaching these kids all year long. Need their brains to rest. Yeah. They need a rest period. Their brains would be I, overwhelmed. No, but at some point, somebody made that decision, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. Whoever no, did that point.
0: was a smart person. They went, you know, I think God. we need the summers off from learning. No learning in the summertime. Go, yeah, hmm. you
1: obviously, say that it's a person without children because I would say that, yeah, with, I, I can't believe <laughs> there's like still almost a month yeah. left in oh, the schooling off season. Wow. These kids. They need to get their learn on in a big, big time way.
0: Yeah, you're a uh, you're a criminal. It goes by so fast. I I've seen your boys grow so much, and here you are, just wanting to be rid of them already. What a bad father. What a bad father.
1: They're allowed to come home at three o'clock. Yeah, but like yeah. Between the hours of nine and three, like yeah. What do you even do no, during, I want them during that to time? Go away.
0: What do you even do? What are you doing? What what's I'm, your
1: I'm working grinding? yeah,
0: yeah no. So basically entertaining
1: the masses I was gonna say
0: basically you're just upset that you don't get to suck at golf a little bit more that you don't get Mm. to play golf one extra time one to two extra times a week and be completely terrible at it like I think you've you had one of the best takes I've ever heard which is that you think you're the worst golfer on earth because the time that you've spent on doing it has amounted to nothing You, you, you get worse.
1: I know this isn't true because, like, once you get to like, once you're a really good golfer, like, the amount of time you put into it does usually result in incremental gains. Yeah. Like anything. But I swear, yeah, I swear to God, it's the only thing I do where the more I do it, the worse I get. Yeah. Like it's it's and and I think I think I know why. I think I know why though too, because it's not just like mentally weak. Yeah, I put (laughs) – once you play a lot, there's, like, expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah, once you do it a lot, you're like, oh, well, I've got this figured out, and, like, there's a baseline of competence that I should be showing here. Yeah.
0: People see you at the club a lot, and they're like, you're here often. And you go, yeah. They go, we should play sometime. And then you go, No. Cause no, you play no, I a can't lot.
1: Have anyone
0: watching? Yeah, yeah. And then God. you'll see, you'll, I'll be exposed for someone who's
1: terrible. If only I could yeah. just play by myself. Yeah, with that... nobody watching. <laughs> You'd
0: be amazing. I'll be honest. Yeah.
1: Like I'll keep my correct score, and like yeah. I'll tell you if if I'm doing well or doing poorly. But yeah, I can't have people knowing what I'm doing. Yeah, you're
0: there. like the priest in Caddyshack. He shoots his yeah. great <laughs> round alone, right? Oh, well, it's right. with the caddy, Rat but hurts. but the caddy was at the time. Basically like a subhuman, you know, so it wasn't someone that he would yeah. view as equal like that caddy could have never gone he to the clubhouse
1: Being hit by lightning as well. Yeah. Be noted.
0: Well, he's a man of God
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that should have been pretty obvious to you Anyways, uh, huge weekend for the Jays and I was gonna say say speaking of you know great takes that you've had um, last time we did good hour. We talked about the deadline, and we kind of chopped it up a little bit about, hey, whether or not they should have added the bat and the internal options, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'd heard of David Schneider before, but it was always very much in, hey, they have a guy and he's all right, but it's kind of a journeyman and blah, 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 and it's not really going to happen. What is he? I think he's a 29th round pick?
1: 28. Hey, you sure changed him around. He's
0: a 28th round Yeah, he's pick. a 28th round pick. That's pretty good, though, off the top of my head, too. But- even but, get it by the way,
1: there is no longer a 28th round of the draft. So how many <laughs> rounds are there? I uh, I think we're man, I think we're capped at 25. I mean, during the pandemic, it was okay. like 10 or something.
0: Yeah. Right? All right. Oof. Tough. Tough times. The Ten rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. You brought up David Schneider and you kept, you actually beat the drum pretty hard. You went, I want to see this guy. I think that he deserves a look, hit at every level, blah, blah, blah. And I went, All right, who cares? Why are we doing this? This team is trying (laughs) to win a World Series and this is supposed to be the most competitive window, what, in the team's history, essentially, right? Leading into this? That's, that other than like.
1: You know, won a couple World Series. I know, I
0: was gonna gonna say, other than the back to back World Series window, you would say in the modern era, right? This has been the most competitive window that they've ever had, the one where the expectations were the highest leading into, like, the largest period of time.
1: And entering, yeah, entering what should be, like, yeah, homegrown guys under team control for a while, getting better. Like, 16, I'll never forget – the spring training of 16 yep. and how exciting that was. And Jose Bautista trying to capitalize on that by like passing the napkin over to the blue Jays brass, as far as how much it would cost to, to resign him to an extension for sure.
0: But that we was... all knew that window was like the yes. one to two year window and that Atkins right. and Shapiro had just taken over and that they were going to see it. As soon as the writing was on the wall, that one person aged, uh, uh, like, you know, grew one gray hair. They were going to go, yeah. yep, goodbye. Everything's done. We're yeah. we're moving on to the, <laughs> the very next The bananas
1: were not green. They no. They were definitely, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a dark shade of yellow. Yeah. Yeah, the bananas are, like, just barely turning yellow now. Like, they're, they're, they're green. Yeah, no yeah, expectations. Yeah, they're, well, they're not green at all, you don't
0: think? There's a, uh, maybe... You know when it's yellow David Schneider's like only a,
1: 24 now. Now he's yeah, part of the yeah, core. Okay,
0: David- <laughs> yeah, all right. I will say David Schneider looked a lot like David Schneider against a real pitcher yesterday. But yeah. All I right.
1: mean, yeah, the Blue Jays struck out everybody. Struck yeah. out a hundred times. At least he took some pitches. Oh, like yes. I will say, I mean, and he <laughs> hit a <laughs> he couple took of some hard... pitches.
0: No, you no, you no, know, you he... know, You know, Ben's really invested in this kid now. That was the telltale sign of there will be absolutely uh, no. Real journalism being done here today by this guy. There will be uh, just nothing but. Okay,
1: so if you're just going to judge on the end result, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he wasn't going to hit 700 for his major league career and is still hitting like 550 uh, uh, during his major league journey. But no, you you have to like the, the process that's led to the results early. And even like the post game comments where he's like, hey, I was looking for a fastball and I got a slider and reacted. Like, oh, he has a plan at the plate. Like how many of these Blue Jays hitters look like they step into the box with absolutely no plan. That's the so I don't know what a Davis Schneider is yeah. over the course of however long his major league career is. He's a 28th round pick, so obviously at the outset nobody he's, I mean part of that might be size, right? He's 5 foot 9, that he he goes under the radar. But like you said, he's hit at every single level throughout the course of his minor league career. And the power is kind of a newfound thing, but he's hit 17 home runs, I think, across a couple of minor league stops last year, but he had 21 uh, when he was called up, which would have led the Blue Jays. So I don't know if the power stuff is real, but 370 on base percentage seems pretty real. And that that, that does match the eye test that this guy can get into deep counts and, and so much of hitting. And the thing that is so difficult to acquire once you get to the major league level is pitch and strike zone recognition, which I thought was the main reason why Vlad was a can't-miss prospect, but Mm -hmm. just, man, we have not seen it enough. Uh, This guy's had it throughout the course of his minor league career, and he's had to work for everything that he's achieved, and so far so good. You can't and he's got like positional uh flexibility. He he fits mm-hmm. easily into this Blue Jays lineup.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh I don't know about the defense all that much. I, I do no, think when we're, we're talking about that. like positional flexibility, it's kinda like, yeah, you can put him in a couple of spots, he's not gonna do it great in any, but yeah, it's fine. Um he this this story reminds me so much of Chris Colabello. I said this to you yesterday, but and, and I know Colabello was older, right? He was yeah, he I think twenty seven like- or twenty no, he might have even been thirty.
1: No, he spent like six years in independent league
0: that's, baseball. So. But that's what I'm, But even still, he was a guy who in minor leagues and who in independent ball, like I remember his Twitter handle was CC Rakes, and that yeah. everyone said the same thing where it was like, this guy hits at every level, this guy hits at every level, he never got an opportunity, a real opportunity in the big leagues, and then 2015, he ends up being an integral part of the team that I'm pretty sure OPS like close to 900 in his season with the Blue Jays and yeah, whatever yeah, history took didn't
1: Justin smokes job.
0: Right? Yeah, no, it was he was he was massive and so I, I kind of wonder if this guy can be that to the Blue Jays this unexpected shot in the arm someone who actually ends up stealing a job I feel like what we saw at least well how could you not say that given how hot he was but you're right the approach and just the, the look and the confidence at the plate and the way that the teammates were celebrating him with the babe stuff. The way he kind of carried himself in the post game, I love that he looks like Julian Edelman, by the way. It looks like he's like Julian Edelman <laughs> in disguise as a baseball player. I'm like, yo, <laughs> so like, this, is, this is the same guy. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel as though if that's the case, that could really be a meaningful something. Not to always draw parallels to 2015, but yeah, that, I thought that that was kind of an appropriate one.
1: Yeah, Colabella was 31.
0: Yeah, okay, so he was he, older, yeah. I remember played. he was. he was definitely more of a journeyman.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, independent, like, he started his professional baseball career in independent ball. You want to talk about, twenty? like, Chris Colabella wishes he was a 28th round pick. He was undrafted, yeah. right? In a Major League Baseball draft that had 50 rounds. Uh, so, yeah, he had to put himself on the map, hitting wherever they would take him, which, in his case, was, was independent ball. I... I I like the the comparison for, like, the the single-season analogy. It was a guy (laughs) that maybe you didn't anticipate impacting your team and ends up being a big part of it. I'm trying to, like, guard myself against getting too optimistic. But like I said, again, he's 24, and, like, the idea that he's maybe not – a mainstay at the top of your order, like this is a guy that, like, in his third game was hitting third for, for mm-hmm. a team with World Series aspirations, yeah. and then is hitting leadoff yesterday. Yep. Like, I think those are unrealistic expectations, but could he be like a guy that keeps the lineup moving? Could he be, I mean, in your, could he be like another Whit Merrifield? Although he brings a little mm. bit different skill set, Whit yep. Merrifield's not a big walk guy, but um, you know, you maybe substitute the the hits for for walks because. That's the other thing David Schneider hasn't really done. I think he's a career career 250-something hitter in the minor leagues. So mm-hmm. m- most of his on base value does through come through the the walks and he's got a little bit more power, at least he's shown in the minor leagues than Whit Merrifield. Can you get like a secondary Whit Merrifield throughout the course mm-hmm. of your lineup? I d I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation for David Schneider.
0: Well here's the thing. I, I just to me it's just be better than the guys you're replacing. That's it. And and this is this is the worst timing for this possible because Cavan Bichio was the sole reason well, not really. The pitching was amazing yesterday. Ryu was great and then the bullpen came in and was solid until Hicks gave me a near heart attack, and I sent out, like, probably, I don't know, 85 negative Hicks texts to people. I just,
1: yeah, I don't I, respond to those until it's over. Yeah, and yeah. I, I
0: was not. I, let's just say that I, so far my experience has been very much like, I think I want to smoke cigarettes again. You know, I'd like a cigarette right now while I'm watching Jordan Hicks. Um, but, yeah, David Schneider, can he bump the odd Kevin Biggio day, right? Maybe not anymore. Maybe Kevin Biggio turned a corner last night. Maybe now he's a really important guy on the team. Is he going to bump the potential of having a Dalton Varshow day against a lefty?
1: That's where. I mean, to me, it's not even just a lefty. When I was envisioning, when I was, I think I might have even mm-hmm. brought it up to you in uh, last week when we talked about this after the deadline that. This team was – it looked so anemic offensively against an Orioles team that, okay, had, like, major league caliber starting pitching, but it it wasn't exactly, you know, Cy Young winners coming – coming through the the bullpen door. No,
0: but I thought that those guys did pitch very well, and I was sure. frustrated too, sure, and you're right, the pedigree. Very
1: well. And I know yeah. Jack Flaherty is throwing like the hardest fastballs he's thrown all season. No, Jack
0: Flaherty was money in the bank. I told you that. I said to everybody that would listen, he's the man. He's a dog. He's a playoff guy. He just needed to be somewhere okay. where it was competitive, and he was going to be Jack Flaherty again. He's the man.
1: Anyways, the offense looked so bad throughout the course of that series, mm-hmm. and, and there was so little that you could do internally, right? Like the And the deadline had passed, and you know there there was it was kind of a desperation play looking at the minor leagues and wondering who could help this this blue jays team but kind me, of
0: <laughs> yeah it was like definitely a desperate yeah was, and it,
1: who knows how long kevin Kiermeyer's out after cheese gratering his arm but yeah i mean oof. looks like dalton varsho is going to be uh, a mainstay in center field here for at least the, the next couple of days wood Merrifield and and david schneider sharing time left field second base i mean that's 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 that sh- that's my lineup like i don't mm-hmm. i don't see why you need to, to mess with that for the time being and, and it would i mean just because he was what 0 for 4 yesterday i, I think he's right no, back yeah, in there who, today yeah. of,
0: of course he is of course he is you're you're finding out more of who he is and yeah they that they better beat the brakes off this guardians team especially if ramirez ends up getting suspended throughout yeah, the course he is of the suspended, series but yeah he's yeah now yeah but if I don't know how long the appeals process is gonna last for this, they're like, I don't even understand how long it is. Like, hey, you 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 knock that guy clean out, and, I, <laughs> and he got suspended for more yeah, games. Than yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, which we we thought we were being the most reasonable people, and Jose Ramirez was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hit. It's like that Tim yeah. Robinson sketch. He can hit you. <laughs> that's yeah. what he that's what he wants is to be able to hit. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm with you. I think that. You run Schneider out there. I, to me, I'm still fa- I'm letting Varsho face righties. And I think that the defense is still worth it. He, he is. He's a good defender. I think the defense kind gotten a little overrated. I don't know how they calculate some of these defensive run-save stats. And I go, hmm. I don't know. You, you know, know.
1: Th- I mean, he's been very good yeah. in left field. Like, nobody's going to question the defense. And he's a defensive upgrade over Whitmer. But I'm
0: like, how could you be the defensive run-save leader in left field? Like, that's the yeah. way I don't understand.
1: Well, yeah. And, you know, so much of his value... In, in in this defensive stats that uh, I've looked up. Uh, and it's, I think defensive run saved is the one that you can't... No, sorry, it's the outs above replacement one where you can't parse what he gains in center field and what he gains in left field. And every, the, the reason why he is evaluated as such a great outfield defender, at least in the stat cast version of mm-hmm. the defensive metrics, is like the limited amount of time. He's been so good in, in the center, limited times. Right? He's played in center field. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like overwhelmed everything. right and here's the thing, like... It, you mentioned Chris Colabello. Whit Merrifield's not Chris Colabello yeah. in left field. I understand it. Like there are times where you benefit greatly from Dalton Varsho's defense. The difference between the defense of Dalton Varsho and Whit Merrifield is does not supersede the the difference the offense. in the offense. Yeah, between no,
0: the two. no question, no question. I'm totally with you on that one. And so, yeah, that, I think that's what you're hoping for, David Schneider. Is just be someone that can play over some of the replacements. Give your lineup a little bit of flexibility. And f- frankly, like, I was going to say, what's the bar to you? Because to me, it's like if the rest of the way he could even be like a 750 OPS guy, you would be yep. thrilled with that, right? Of you would course. be over the moon that you add a bat that is at least just competent in your lineup because, as you mentioned, there's just way too many games where they're completely anemic. And, and that brings me to the next question. I know the kid yesterday for Cleveland was phenomenal. What's his name?
1: Oh what Sanders. Guy. Uh, yeah, Williams.
0: Williams. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he was awesome. <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. very, very fun to watch him pitch. I can't even remember how many strikeouts he had, but it was just well. inning after inning of dominance. And then he goes seven strong. He yeah. go. Yeah, Gavin Williams. He goes seven strong. Uh, Shulman goes. Hey, get used to getting to or seeing this guy. And then the bullpen comes in and they <laughs> poo poo everywhere right away. I yeah. went poor Williams. He's just watching from the dugout. He's like, thanks guys. I. I I gave you seven. And they got strong. him
1: one run too, man. Yeah, disappointing. No, that was it. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, good for him that he pitched extremely well. But it did make me wonder how much how much stock are you putting into the offense from the Red Sox series? Because I, I was going to say that to me, the take is David Schneider actually he, already worth it. Like, if he just gives you that Red Sox series, given the import of it and how great he was and what a shot in the Army is, even now if he's a bum and he gets sent down to the minors, I go, that was a hugely successful season for David Schneider that he came up at this time, hit two home (laughs) runs, had nine hits. You don't think so? Against the Red Sox that were, like, you know, nipping at your heels and and were right there, could have leapfrogged you ahead of a bunch of games against, like, horrible baseball teams. I said it was the most important series of the season. And I said until the next one, but it was.
1: There's no question. And I think the most important series of the season before that was the series immediately preceding it. the Four games against yeah. the Orioles in which they couldn't score. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. There's an alternate reality in which they get swept by the Red Sox. They're outside of the playoff picture. And the Red Sox are like this team that nobody believed in that didn't get reinforcements at the deadline. And all of a sudden has like this this playoff fairy dust sprinkled all over their heads and said they pound them into sand and is is Fenway Park like a very hitter friendly environment sure is James Paxton having a great season did they have a great approach against him like swinging early in counts absolutely I I I don't think like all of a sudden the offense is fixed because you go through that series like I I think is what you're alluding to that like maybe that's just kind of a blip uh, on the radar as far as the way this offense has looked all season like I don't I don't think we're back to this this offense looking like a top five in Major League Baseball. They are top ten, though. Like, pretty much across the board, they're a top ten offense, and and what's held them back has been the hitting with runners and scoring position the most
0: important part. It's fine.
1: Yes, absolutely. But, yeah, unless you believe something (laughs) different, like, is happening with with their um the process when they get in those situations which like i'm open to hearing and i was tweeting about that last week about how their strikeout percentage goes way up when they're Mm -hmm. hitting with runners in scoring position which i mean if you thought that they were going to regress just on the nature of like hey BABIP or you know the the line drive percentage or whatever then i think the counter argument would be then why are they striking out more Mm -hmm. in those situations um but yeah the, the, this offense is not all of a sudden because they scored a quadrillion runs in three games against the the red Sox. now some some great offense i will say as far as like that being the most important series of the season to this point mm-hmm. like i've been all season long i'm, I'm thinking about how this ex- expanded postseason uh field like whether there's going to be crappy teams in the playoffs and obviously the, whoever wins the central and it seems more and more like it's going to be the twins because that guardians team mm-hmm. stinks um that that team's gonna stink and I do think like I mean the Mariners are playing this ridiculous baseball right now but outside of the Mariners like the Red Sox clearly stink and uh, they have serious internal problems there the Yankees are abysmal Mm -hmm. the Angels like haven't won a game in in a week and a half they've actually lost seven like everybody stinks outside of the Mariners now like I think it's it's the Blue Jays and Mariners everybody else I, I mean, maybe they got a, a, a shocking run in them, but I think those are the two teams that we, that the, the only two teams that we should be caring about in in this in this American League Wild Card field now.
0: I think Boston stinks, but I will say having you know prep for them on Friday and having done a Red Sox series that they have been one of the most you know Jekyll and Hyde teams in all of baseball. Sure. And and they still have a, a decent run differential, right? Like there's this plus 30 yep. versus the Yankees who are zero. You know, yep. the Yankees are, I, I'm with I'm with you on the Yankees. I don't think they're anything. Obviously, the Angels are cooked. Cleveland, yep. you just watch that. It's done. They were sellers anyways. Like they they are yep. just, you know, taking a knee. They don't even want to try to uh, fight with the Twins. I think that the Mariners, the Red Sox will still be kind of relevant and hanging around. And especially since that they have that tiebreaker with the Blue Jays. That, that scares me just uh, like a, a little bit. You know, that's why it was so huge that they actually ended up beating them and pushing that gap to something that was meaningful at five games, right? And, and why I was saying you need to bury the Red Sox. You need to change the perspective on the season. I like this quote. This one was from Chris Bassett, who remember when the Jays signed Chris Bassett? Um, I had on Dallas Braden. And he talked about knowing him and what a dog he is and how he's just a quote machine, competitive guy, like awesome guy. And he's had a couple recently, like, you know who he reminds me of a little bit is when the Leafs, they had their locker rooms that just had nobody that was going to say anything with that was worth the damn, right? It was like quiet Tavares and Matthews who didn't want to say anything. And then a bunch of petulant guys who, you know, were annoyed that they were even... Uh, questioned about doing anything, and then there was Jake Muzzin, and Muzzin would come in and just kind of dole out the the serious, uh, the actual team atmosphere, the expectation thing. Like, wasn't afraid to give a, a soundbite to the media. I feel like that's been Chris Bassett lately. Is like he'll he'll give you a morsel, he'll give you a something, and like the, the did you hear the one about the approach the other day against the Orioles after the Orioles series ended? And he went, yeah, they got a really good approach. I'm not going to give you much more than that, but he basically alluded to the fact that Baltimore is, yeah, has a better strategy at the dish than the Blue Jays do. And then this one was good. Quote, the Baltimore series was embarrassing for us. I think they just straight up outplayed us. And I think everyone took that kind of personally. And then we came in here and obviously everyone knew our struggles versus Boston, but it was more so just like, listen, we're going to get the job done. We're not going to play like this. We came in really focused for this series and we did our job. So now we've got to do the same thing against Cleveland, end quote. And and that's what I'll say about like, to, I don't know, round out this conversation about, was there anything that we actually learned about Boston? I do want to see a little bit more of that focus, a little bit more of that fun, a little bit more just, yeah, winning baseball. They looked lethargic. There was some really bad vibes around the Blue Jays when they finished that Baltimore series. Whether it was the Springer storyline, whether it was just like where Vladdy was at with that his approach at the plate. Like, the bow injury, it just it kind of all seemed like it was unraveling a little bit. And the beauty of that Red Sox series was, and why I was so happy about the Babe Schneider story, is it just felt like it gave the Blue Jays a reason to be having fun all of a sudden. They were hitting, they were tearing the cover off the baseball, they beat the brakes off of a rival, they had a yeah. kid come up and have a really fun stint, and now I want to see if there's any carryover there. Like, from yeah. not just the offense, but just sort of the, the personality and the... Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we talk about the outs on the bases, right? And yeah. I want to see some of that stuff start to sharpen up as we hit the stretch run. We got, what, eight weeks left of baseball? Six weeks left of baseball?
1: Yeah, August would be a good time to stop making stupid outs on the baseballs. It would be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be a smart thing. It sounds to me like you're a man that wants to bring back the home run jacket, that they're not having no. enough fun. No, 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 it's they, not. They, they went too far in the opposite direction. I agree they, with they, that. They, they, I I don't disagree yeah. at all.
0: I think that, that. They, they like part of the pressure of this team, I wonder outside of the gate was that they were like we're professionals, we're professionals, we're professionals. Yeah. And then part of that led into this, you know? I, I don't Yeah,
1: know. man. It's it's all great when you're going really yeah. well, right? When you're playing good baseball and you're hitting home runs and you're living up to your potential, being super serious and being like the the like no nonsense club, that's yep. great. Yep. That it's a long season. <laughs> And that does not happen for 162 games. So, like, Matt Chapman, never smiling. Bo Bichette, never smiling. Dalton Varshow seems like a pretty professional guy, which is great. Like, you want pros on your baseball team. Brandon Belt does seem like a a loose dude. But, yeah, Yeah. I think... Funny, Brandon Belt looks
0: so mean, but it's like he seems to be the fun guy, the, the funny guy. So, yeah, he's got a little bit of that... What people say Kawhi is but i actually don't believe because i think that everyone's just a hostage yeah. to Kawhi. and so they have this he's like a dictator where there's propaganda and so people have to be like he's the funniest <laughs> guy he's
1: so funny <laughs> he's the funniest guy all right let's <laughs> see you do stand-up Kauai. yeah, yeah exactly Open and, and Open whenever
0: knife anyone knife. tells a Kawhi like he's so funny story i i always go that that that's true this one went as you know All right. I guess. (laughs) I guess so. Anyways, uh, no, dude, even to kind of build off of your thing, I really, so I was thinking about this the other day. I think that part of the reason Varsho stinks so badly is that not only did he come here with the trade expectations, right, of, hey, we traded our top prospect for you. We're putting you in the cleanup spot, which he went, you guys have seen what I do, right? Why am I in the cleanup spot? And they went, no, 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 we think you're going to be a stud. But I think that there was this error of, hey, you're, you know, the missing piece and you're going to make us more professional. And so what kind of fun is that when he's being asked to do too much offensively right out of the gate? But then also he's supposed to be kind of one of the faces of this new maturity plan. It just seems yeah. like a lot of pressure on that guy.
1: There was an absolute ton of pressure yeah. and he's lived up to it. like, yeah. I, I will he's lived say, up to
0: none of it, yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he's lived up to the defensive side of sure, things. And sure. this is, man. If you go Left back to field, some of the conversations I had with so. you prior to the season, and yeah. you know, I, I did lay out one of the like not nightmare scenarios, but one of the possible negative scenarios this season was people are looking at Dalton Barshow and wondering where the offense is yeah. if the Blue Jays offense as a whole is not producing. Because last year, he for the first time in his career, played basically a full season, but also was a league average hitter, like yeah. slightly above.
0: And, and built that's on what the- we were hoping on- for, though, eh? That's what we were talking about in, like, the doomsday scenario was that he didn't just add to that, that it was just he stayed that, the yeah, league average league guy. Average Little guy. did we hitter. know it was, yeah. you know, there were depths below.
1: I will say that there's still plenty of time to turn the season around. Oh, like, yeah. She was hitting 7th in August Hell last yeah. year, right, before turning it around. So, I mean maybe we are looking at a, sure. a Dalton Varsha with an in, insane last two months of the season but this yeah. is not this is not out of the realm of of possible this was like very much on the table as far as possible outcomes for him and you look at the Statcast page like <laughs> not too much different <laughs> this year than last year honestly <laughs> like this is okay maybe swinging at a few too many pitches outside of the zone but never a big on-base guy. Like, he was mm-hmm. it was never going to take 100 walks in a season. And, yeah, he's not on pace for 27 home runs. But, again, he did that once, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I, uh, I I don't think that this – I, unless the Blue Jays really did think, and you're right, they they hit him fourth game one of the season for a team with World Series ap- aspirations, so they thought he was more than the guy that they, got, that they were acquiring last year. But I talked to Kylie McDaniel when the trade was consummated too, and I was like, what is the offensive upside for this guy? And he's like, yeah, like I think you're pretty happy with what you got last year, like, if yeah. that just, like, you get that again? Like, yeah. I don't know, why does it need to do more than that?
0: Yeah, anyway, I, yeah, not to relitigate that one, because I know we've done it a million times, but it just, it, to, you know, attach it back to what we were discussing is, to me, the story of the Red Sox series was, it just, it took a little bit of the pressure off. It, it just felt like they were at a bit of a tipping point where Baltimore had whooped them, and I feel as though if Boston had taken two out of three and Davis Schneider doesn't do much, right? There's an alternate reality here where you're feeling like, oh, my God, the Blue Jays are starting to now let the season completely slip away. And that they go into a funk and that, yeah, the personalities in the room, who knows? But, yeah, the pressure starts to get to them in a different way. And to me, that's what I'm saying. The story of the series to me about the Red Sox was not the offense because I'm with you. I think it was a great offensive series. I Don't think that now they're going to score seven, eight runs a game. I just, I, I don't see that transformation happening unless yes, he actually is babe Schneider, right? Unless he is babe Schneider and Boba Sheck comes back and Vladdy continues to stay hot and springer, blah, blah, blah. Then I I don't see that situation to, to you. Like what's the story of that Red Sox series. Then, what's the story of the long weekend
1: that it has to be davis schneider right okay so
0: yeah it's, yeah i guess yeah no i mean yeah he's the fun story i meant about more like so the team so you do think that because you're so then you are buying into the idea that he is going to end up actually being a somebody
1: um I, yeah i again like i think at least a league average offensive player okay a guy that can get on base and i will say that yeah if yeah. he's that it's, now, it's a huge win the the verdugo thing is kind of uh, eye-opening as well that the Blue Jays have had like little moments and nothing that's really bubbled out over into the media. Like, and and maybe mm. you know maybe to their detriment that that John Schneider hasn't actually come out during some of these mm. uh, mental miscue moments and and put anybody on blast. And you know instead of maybe secretly benching George Springer for a game, coming Doing out publicly. and saying he's yeah. being benched for a game, but the Blue Jays haven't had that. And that that's you know look at. The Red Sox and what and, and I know they beat the the Royals in Game One of their series. Congratulations! But like, the Verdugo, like that that felt like the season for them, right? Mm-hmm. That Verdugo shows up an hour and a half before the game, doesn't get into the game, and his manager says it's the low point in his Red Sox managerial career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that can be a season ender for a team, and the Blue Jays haven't had that. I mean, that's that's the upside of having a bunch mm-hmm. of sourpuss but super professional dudes on your baseball team.
0: Okay, so quick couple things before we take the break and I talk to you about the brawl and Kevin Brown because I need to hit on those two topics with you. Um, One, if Ryu is fine, how are you feeling about the six-man rotation right now? Because he was, and again, that that team, the Guardians worst in baseball, as I tweeted yesterday, making another successful bet, no big deal. Um, three for four on best bets last week that I shared. So follow on Twitter and Instagram because I'm giving out just the winners, winners, winners. But yeah, the worst OPS against left-handed pitching in all of baseball for that team. But the command looked good and he he looked like Ryu. And that was what was so disheartening when we thought his knee blew up for a second there. I think he's gonna be all right because it looks like a contusion and maybe he can just, you know, battle through this. But yeah, so far, the six-man rotation, like what when what do you do with that? When do you start tightening it up? What's the yeah, what, I, what's the end game here?
1: I mean, to me, there's only, if like Hunjin Ryu is a viable starting pitcher, there's, there's, o- I was going to say there's only one option, and there probably is only one considering that you need to bring Chad Green back, but you know, you do have uh, Bowden Francis that you can option down to yeah, other leagues, but like you're, 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 you can continue running a six man rotation, which I, I, I honestly don't hate. Like, okay. Yeah, Kevin Gossman his numbers are so, so superior with an extra day's rest. Okay. Um the other option is is, is optioning Alex uh Alec Manoa, hmm. who I mean looked pretty close to his old self against a pretty good offense in, in Boston in a pretty tough place to pitch yep. and you know had a pretty disastrous start there earlier this season there there's i am low to like go down this uh hypothetical rabbit hole because like as we saw yesterday you know one comebacker does sure, sure, and it, and it blows it all up but if it were me right now i i'm optioning Alec Manoa uh, down to AAA as your minor league starting depth mm. um and it doesn't necessarily even mean that i think Hunjin Ryu is the better major league option than him right now but it's like what else do you do he's, he's got options and nobody else does. And yeah, if if you're gonna run a five-man rotation, he's the only guy that that makes sense. Like, and as encouraged as I was by the Red Sox start, I don't think he's gonna get this season to the place where you're like, oh, that's the best starter on this Blue Jays team, mm. or even the second best. The way uh, uh, Jose Barrios has pitched this season. Mm. So, I I think he's down to Buffalo. If, if things play out this way and Hunjun Ryu builds off, again, I, I get off a start against yeah. one of the worst offenses in all of baseball.
0: The worst against left-handed pitching all season. Yeah. Long.
1: And, like, I think 28th in baseball overall. Yeah. But if he continues to do that, I, I, that's the decision I'd make. Do you trust Hicks? Well, I trust him to throw 102. Yep. I also trust him to walk a bunch of dudes. Like, yeah. that's what he, he arrived with, that MO: yeah. that he strikes out a bunch. That Uh he can walk some people, too. And that, honestly, the swing and miss does not come from 102. It comes from the big sweeper where Mm -hmm. everybody's geared up for 102. Everyone seems
0: to kind of piece up like they get a piece of that 102. I don't know what it is. but it's just
1: very hard to put it in play hard. And you saw one of the outs was, you know, jam shot to left field, right, that didn't even result in a sacrifice fly. That's, That's what happens. No, the swing and the miss comes from the sweeper after guys are looking for 102. But also, yeah. Sometimes he's gonna throw hundred and two at your kneecap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes he's gonna throw four wild ones, but since you know, April with, with St. Louis and yeah, yeah, Day, what, yeah, I, I guess the space out the, the rubber yeah. thing, like yeah, he's he's been more in the zone. Do I do I is he like the best reliever in baseball? No. Uh-huh. Is he a pretty damn good option? I'd still yeah. say yes. He's gotten the job done. Save for like his his Blue Jays debut, he's gotten the yeah. damn job done.
0: You consider yesterday getting the job done? I, I mean, he yeah, did. I
1: would say yeah. The, uh, <laughs> scoreless. Yeah, happening.
0: scoreless. Yes, uh, Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know the the sweatiness of it and how that's going to build potentially in the playoff game. That's that's what I start to think about, right? Like I just the, the free passes come playoffs. That that scares me a little bit more now after having seen him a couple of times up close and personal, you know, it just,
1: but the thing is, if, if he didn't do that, he'd be the best reliever in baseball. Yeah. Right? Like but if he, he didn't but... walk people. Then... Yeah, but
0: he does. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, what that's I mean. why
1: he's not, he's not Marian Rivera. He's yeah. just like a good back of the bullpen reliever.
0: I, I just wondered if there is a scenario here where come playoff time, yeah, like Chad Green, I know it's a lot to be putting on what, the scoreless outing now in Buffalo, but it looks like he's coming up now, right? And you should sure. be at least somewhat optimistic about the player that he's been. And then Romano's supposed to return, I think, in four days. August 12th, I want to say, is the. Because they went, yeah, hey, we don't want to have the long aisle stint. Swanson looks like Swanson again. He was awesome again in that game. Mays has been great against lefties. I, I just, yeah, I, I do wonder if there's a scenario where the big time acquisition becomes such a walk machine that he's not. Like, that, he's not the setup guy.
1: Mm, I mean, I think he's in the mix. I think All what's right. so great about this Blue Jays is that they
0: have a bunch player. of options. Sure, yeah. Having options well, is great.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't think, like, he's shown enough to, one of my initial thoughts was that there would be, like, a Wally Pip thing where he would be so mm-hmm. good. He would look so effective. And 102 would play so well. That he's the closer. That that Jordan Romano would come back and you'd be like, eh, you know what, we're going to do baby steps this thing and, and Jordan Romano is going to be in the eighth and, and Jordan Hicks is yeah. going to be in the ninth. I don't think no. you're there mm-hmm. and I don't know if you, you ever will be there, yep. but that's that's fine. Like, yeah, there's, there's going to be days. You know what this does and it would do for me if I was managing this team is like each day is so different, especially when you talk about relief pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is there high variance year to year, there's like there can be high variance day-to-day day. sure and i would i would i would I mean, in my ideal scenario like everybody has a, a short leash and if it looks like it's not going to be jordan hicks's day well then you know eric swanson's there or yeah jimmy garcia who's looked different the last month or so and then you can you know, just kind of see what each guy has on each individual day mm-hmm. you know, you're not locked into necessarily your 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 eighth inning scenario for Jordan Hicks.
0: Yeah, except for you are locked in how many outs that they need to or Like batters they need to face and sure. you are locked into The fact that your offense. We also believe the reason they made this move is that they're anticipating playing in a bunch of tight Playoff games and not you know destroying teams So yeah, I, I, I think it's yeah anyway, all I'll say is that so far I I've, yeah, the experience has been stressful and I really don't like relievers who stress me out. And he does. So <laughs> Again,
1: the ones that don't stress you out are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah,
0: like, but I'm not stressed and- out when Swanson comes in the game. And I'm not stressed out when Mesa comes in the game. And I know I've seen a lot more of them. And this is a super reactionary take. This is just a first impression, okay? Like, this is nothing. I, my opinion could change drastically in a couple of days, all right? It's fine. I'm not, oh, my God, is, is Hicks terrible? Like, I'm not trying to portray that. All I'm saying is that the bullpen's fairly deep. And in a good way, and they have another guy coming who might be solid. And yeah, it would be fairly interesting if the guy who walks people and yeah gives free passes and has trouble with the command that kind of crops up right now, and what it does in terms of where he ends up coming into some of these really important games. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and do uh, yeah the two baseball just really fights suspensions. It's next on Good Hour with Ben Ennis, JD Bunkus, Sportsnet Five Nine, The Fan. Okay, um, two things in baseball this weekend outside of the Blue Jays. Well, I'm going to tie. I'm going to tie them both into the Blue Jays. You ready? Okay. I'm going to tie Tim Anderson and I'm going to tie John Angelos. It's John Angelos, right? The uh,
1: owner of the Peter Orioles. Peter Angelos is the senior guy, but yeah, I, think, I guess it's his son. John is like the yeah. more hands-on guy. Yeah, he's uh, the he's
0: the guy that the everyone's team. just taking free shots at right now. I loved every. I'm gonna start with this one. I loved how every broadcast team worth a damn was doing the like ISO shot on them, being like, "And here's what we have to say," and yeah, then they just roasted this great. guy. And I went, "Yes, <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. It was just so refreshing and fun." And there was even I saw because I saw them all. I saw every single one. I went through. It. I spent at least an hour just looking at a broadcaster that I didn't know existed until
1: Gary Cohen. Yeah. yeah.
0: Kevin Brown didn't know he didn't know him from Adam until yesterday and now well, he
1: worked he worked for us for a bit like he did he was hey well that's awesome radio games hey, for sick. The
0: that's sick um yeah I know who he is obviously <laughs> anyway by all accounts he's the world's greatest guy so I dude I would kill to be loved like Kevin Brown is loved around baseball the way people just immediately stump for him I thought about if this happened to me if I got suspended what would the reaction be like even if it was not for anything controversial, like if I was to get suspended for without cause, there'd be like zero people <laughs> that would step to the dish. I don't That's think a single... True. No, I don't think a single person would step up, and you wouldn't do it. We've already talked about this. You're would, the king of the no. cowards. You would no. never put yourself at risk at, for anyone else. Say,
1: bring him back, or no, I'm out wouldn't. of here. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then they'd be like, "For real?" He'd be like, "Of course not. I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think anybody would give me a public outcry. I don't think I'm outcryable, which is fine. I, I'm okay with my lot in life. But I loved the Schadenfreude, and I know you're a Schadenfreude guy too. Of seeing. You know, someone actually get taken down on the internet that is just like a big old rich mean guy that did something bad for no reason. But here's my spin into the Blue Jays. Is it possible that this actually derails the Orioles season? Because everyone was kind of like, even as the Orioles beat the Blue Jays' ass, I was like, I like this Orioles team, man. I'm sorry. It's just a cool ballpark and cool colors and cool players and just, it's Baltimore, you know, I'm... I don't have the same hate for the Orioles like I have for the no. Red. Like, there's no Red David Sox. David Simon, in
1: like, he's happy. Yeah,
0: that's, that's like, what I mean. It's just, it was a cool story and I, they were likable. It just, all of a sudden, they're the baddies. You know, yeah. all of a sudden, no one's rooting for these guys because they know that that dude is the major beneficiary. Like, again, to do someone else's, Mad Dog Russo did one where he went, uh, this guy's never want to lick. This guy's never want to think. <laughs> He's just crushing him. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. He eviscerated this dude, and I went, Yeah, I don't want this guy to win. And I want, again, the ultimate Schadenfreude story to be that this kind of messed with the chemistry of this group, and now all of a sudden the Orioles are not the Orioles.
1: Buddy, it's like, Yeah, th- there's there was nothing negative you could say about this yeah. team other than like, Okay, they didn't do enough, maybe, at the deadline with the Jack Flaherty thing. That they they were in such a unique position that I don't maybe know.
0: Jim Bowden push. said that they won the deadline for like uh, the American oh, League I mean, but, yeah.
1: part of that is like nobody else did anything, right? Like yeah, the Jack I guess Flaherty thing st- sticks out, and like apparently they were in on Verlander, and despite him being a Maryland guy, I don't know if he wanted to win. his yeah, 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 no yeah. trade clause to to go to the Orioles. But yeah, no, there was nothing negative you could say about this team. Yeah. Like they have all the young players and they have all the young players at the major league level, and they have, like, the best prospect in baseball at the minor league level, and they're in first place, and they have, mm-hmm. like, the 28th highest payroll in, in baseball, and they got nobody under contract. And then, now there is something negative to say. And I don't... Listen, I, I, I really don't think players generally care about the plight of broadcasters having been a broadcaster and having interacted with baseball players. I don't think they are really all that concerned about they most all broadcasters. of you people
0: should. You should care more. <laughs> I, I I'm sick of it. I hope this starts a new thing where it's I, just we we really deeply are concerned
1: yeah, with. Yeah, let's, let's hear from the players. Yeah, you mentioned a bunch of broadcasters. Let's see yes. Gunner Henderson come out and say this is a a travesty. This is this this aggression not? will not stand. I, uh, probably because yeah he doesn't care that much uh you and, should. and he, he he probably I've interacted with Kevin Brown he's a affable fellow
0: Wow you uh, know K Brown Listen. Oh, wow. Why didn't you do a personal post? Because you just did one that was like, uh, yeah, generic, "This is I know. generic." You should have done I, I should someone have who a... <laughs> knows Kevin Brown. <laughs> he would you never know? do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he did do it. We saw. I mean, it. He did do it. Yeah, yeah. he did. What? The, like, well, rattled off the the Orioles' stats at yeah. Tropicana yeah. Field for the last like three uh, years. Okay. Yes. What?
0: <laughs> can Can I say this as the secondary piece of this? Can I do the okay. s- the, the slightest, the world's smallest zag here? Okay. So we're a hundred percent sure this is everything, right? Because
1: no, no, that was the first thing I thought, and yeah. and yeah, because it really like as much as you know billionaires are so in their own bubble, yeah, yeah. and you know that you know they do stuff that doesn't make sense sometimes. That yeah. makes l- less than no sense. That's why I said like that's insane. It's not like yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's it literally doesn't make any no. sense. So is it possible that? <laughs> this is why i didn't make it a personal tweet about kevin brown because i don't know kevin brown
0: but that, that and i don't know the true w- stories I, I, i'm not, obviously i hope this like this guy seems great and all these different things but now the funniest outcome is that it turns out that it's like
1: buddy and it wouldn't be the first time in the history of these yeah. types of news cycles that that's happened
0: okay cuz but cuz okay this is the thing the amount of confidence in which the broadcast media has had in terms of saying well, this it's is it. actually
1: it's a story that's been written by a reputable, like, yeah. The Athletic wrote a story citing sources that that was exactly okay the incident. All right, that's it. I but I'm with you. Like yeah. my initial thing, and people were in my mentions are like, are we sure there's something? there's not something else going on. Like, by the way,
0: I, K I, Brown is so popular that even me saying this, I'm like, am I in trouble? Like, is some of you?
1: Well, like, here's what I, he should do now: is parlay this into something and like getting out getting out of Baltimore would be the first thing. If I were the Angelos's though, yeah. honestly, what I would huh. do is I'd be like, "Here's the you truth. know, here's a quarter of your salary." <laughs> no, here's a quarter of your salary oh. and you you come to the microphone at next instance and say you were on va- you had a fam- family emergency or something. Like you make something up, you lie. Oh but yeah. We'll give you we'll give you a quarter Money. of your salary and in a bonus so that you take the heat off. Yeah, of but
0: us. this guy also seems like a notorious cheapy. Yeah. And he's a weird dude in general. Remember he had the run-in with another reporter? At, he, he held like his only public interaction on that's Martin right. Luther King Day. That's, that's and then right. some people went down and one guy asked him a question about the ball club. And he was like, you disrespected Martin Luther King. <laughs> he's a wild guy. Like he's just, yeah. it was, that was a weird one. And the guy was like, you always set up all your public interactions on days like this to try to duck every single question. Yeah. It was a smart y- move, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Tim Connolly was the journalist that you know went toe-to-toe with him. And I, kudos to Tim Connolly because I feel like, yeah, I would fold in these situations as soon as like, a rich, powerful guy was like, here, I'm putting you in your place. I'd be like, yes, I've seen TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. I've seen these you shows. You have money,
1: it means you're better than me. Yeah, yes. I watch
0: Damages. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I'm out. I'm out on this. Anyway, all right. Uh, the brawl, the knockout.
1: By by the way, sorry, just to put yeah. a cap on it, David sure. Simon, fifty five minutes ago, did tweet about Kevin Brown.
0: What he said? Uh, oh, he went out. He went too, eh? <laughs> yeah,
1: he said, "This is a deep echo of G W Bush invading Iraq a second time." Like, All right. David so, not <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. not exactly right. downplaying I- the I- argument.
0: Boy, you know, I like. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a David Simon guy, and he does have some hilarious tweets, and like he does, he he's gotten some good dunks in on people, but. Yeah, there is a... Yeah, boy. Anyway, uh, moving on. The knockout. Mm -hmm. Jose Ramirez gets a wild right hook that lands on Tim Anderson's chin. It Mm -hmm. takes him off his feet. And it was cool because they actually squared up beforehand and they went, all right, we're doing this thing. And much like Jose Bautista, who squared up, he, you know, leaped around and found out. Tim Anderson. Yeah, boy, what a call! That was honest yeah. truly, truly, truly an amazing like feel for the moment. Call. Um, is this a good thing or a bad thing for Jose Bautista? Like that we. This is what I'm saying. It's like we're right about to put him up in the level of excellence, like and then uh, immediately before he goes up in the level of excellence, we're all reminded of. One of his second most famous play to the bat flip, which is him getting knocked out by Rugnet Odor. And he says he was like, I'll never forget Bautista being like, yeah, he didn't knock me out. I'm a tough guy. I was like, if uh, I think it was Adrian Beltre, who was it there? That like didn't hold you up. You would have gone down to the ground too, much like yes. Tim Anderson. But you did. You got held up and it's not as bad of a knockout. This is now the number one. It's the most recent. Or is this a good thing for Bautista? Because now this is the one and no longer is he the guy that got like punch. What he's not the go to reference for this anymore for the next time that it happens.
1: I, I think it's the second one. And and okay. I think I, I I'd like to to think maybe that Tim Anderson understood that it was Jose Bautista level of excellence day upcoming this yeah. month. And was like, <laughs> he took a this dive. Is for him. The, this yeah. is I you know, I want it to be I want to clean the slate for Jose Bautista and you know right. what a weird scenario that Elvis Andrews was like front row yeah. seat for both. for both incidents. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's like the Forrest Gump of, of guys getting punched out on a baseball dunk. Yeah,
0: if you see Elvis Andrews, get out of there. Get out of there, you know. He's, he's, he's a grim reefer for guys who are about to get knocked out. Anyway, all right. I appreciate your perspective on that one. We got to go. Um, we're going to do podcast only portion today, so keep the fun going. Ben Ennis, uh, you're on later today. Thanks for making time as always, buddy. Subscribe and review the podcast. Uh, we will see you over in the podcast portion. All right, podcast only part. Um, Just to keep that going, what do you guys think about the Bautista take? Like, good or bad for Jose Bautista leading it? I'm I'm the opposite as Ben. I think in the long run, it's good for Bautista to a degree that he's not the number one guy who got punched. But I also think that his punch is so iconic that if anybody else does get punched— they're still going to roll the tape of, like, it's Anderson the, and The, like, top Bautista. ten
2: list will always feature Bautista or whatever. Yeah. The, like, flashback pack will yes. always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Jesse and,
3: Ventura's got the worst one, though, for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: But I will say it's not Jesse Robin Ventura. Ventura. It's Robin Ventura. Jesse Ventura, former wrestler. Uh, I was yeah, going to say. Jesse the Body, former governor. Like, Jesse Ventura. Yeah. yeah. he's That guy loves re- aliens or
2: something, I think.
0: I don't know. But if he's in the aliens camp, then he's proven right. He's having, <laughs> although I feel for the aliens guys, because the aliens guys who were always believing, they're like, things are coming out. And the rest of us are like, eh, eh. shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't Tom DeLonge worked yeah, so exactly. hard. And... They all cared for so long. And then all of a sudden these things are happening. We're getting more and more people coming forward. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't. I'm not buying the alien stuff. I, I just, I'm not.
2: It wasn't, it was too, it was too many degrees of separation. No, too, yeah. Anyway, like, back to the fight. Yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. it's good to not be the guy who yep. got rocked in yep. a baseball fight. You know what I mean? He yep. is no longer the guy. Yeah. So that's good. But you're right. I mean, and especially like in this city Next and for weekend, fans, Saturday, yeah, like people, people are going to, re- that's one of the things you remember about Batista. Yeah. He crushed Homer He's the bat flips, obviously number one and will forever yeah. be number one. But also taking one square on the chin from yes. Tiny Little Rugnet is also yeah. in the mix. Yes. There's no, uh, there's no, like, iconic call for the Jose Batista one either,
3: where they have that for the Tim Anderson one, right? That
2: Anderson call. They're
1: swinging! Down goes Anderson! I mean, again, you see it shows, like, Down goes an Anderson! And that,
3: like, did you look this up? Or uh, is this just good. something that you're Dude, saying? What's the call for the Batista one? What? What's the call for the Batista knock? I, I, don't,
0: I don't know. It happened a long <laughs> time ago. Like, that's yeah, why, yeah this won't be like, forgotten ever, this call. I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's not as drastic as that one. It wasn't as big as a part of the story, but I, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to disparage the call having not heard it. And <laughs> ha- like, that is the number one Austin stat where it's just like, and they didn't even have a call. I'm like, they didn't, <laughs> no one even talked about it on the broadcast. Um, yeah. I just think it's a, not the best thing leading into his weekend. That the timing of that people this, are now immediately a week away. They were again. like thinking about that with Bautista. because he just wants the one thing to be the mm-hmm. bat flip, mm-hmm. but it's two things. It is two things. Batista's two most famous highlights it's are two things: hitting that bomb and getting hit. Yep, that's just a fact. There's no other secondary Batista clip that comes anywhere close. I'm Correct. sorry. You can't find me a run saved or another bomb or another clutch hit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Showing it's, off his cannon no, from right. It, yeah, it was that, those are the two. One a no question. One with a bullet is the bad flip, but two is the punch. That's right. So, did you imagine they ran that during his thing?
2: <laughs> Thank you, Jose. <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs>
0: hey, you did. This was a pretty big moment. <laughs> We're gonna run uh-huh. it. We're gonna put it in there. Maybe uh-huh. someone will find the call. Look for the call, Austin. Like, now you have to find the call. It's, it's part of your duty to find the Bautista getting punched call. It's going to be there on YouTube. Actually, no, baseball is pretty militant about not They're having stuff on better, YouTube. better, but they were terrible, yeah. That's such a weird thing, yeah. not wanting to be on YouTube. Not wanting people to see your yeah. stuff. Hey, people could see your stuff. Like, no,
2: <laughs> we want you to, to go to. Head on over to MLB.com slash video. All, <laughs> the,
0: all the kids are going to mob.com slash video. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they all go uh anyway that's not the only brawl it's a fighty weekend the long fight-y weekend weekend we were yeah. fighting
2: everybody's scrapping we were swinging yeah <laughs> where was the
0: riverboat one what was that that like? was on montgomery alabama okay yeah that
2: right. was that was insane
0: everybody saw it normally you guys know me normally i don't talk about videos on the pod yeah normally i say yeah you know you got to see this to have an effect and while we're not on we are on YouTube, so go watch our mm. videos on YouTube. But we aren't l- underlaying videos on YouTube, and especially we're not going to put up a brawl. I don't think that <laughs> No, probably like, not. yeah, show that part where he hits the guy with a chair again, <laughs> and show that in your video. Uh, I okay, I have, I still, I, I got to admit, I've seen the video a bunch of times. It was one of those things where everybody shared it. Yeah, the timeline was popping. F- yeah, full, 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 full. But I still don't really understand the brawl. So I've
2: read a couple articles on it. So I have like a loose, yeah, yeah, I got a loose. Yeah, fill me in. Explanation. So it was at the, it was at like the, the river port area of Montgomery, Alabama, where a lot of like boat tours are, go out of and, and whatever. And essentially what happened was there was a river boat employee Mm -hmm. who was confronted now people don't there's they don't know why he was confronted but several people confronted this riverboat employee and started coming after him and things got aggressive and that was the starting point to the whole thing so people don't really know like what started the argument Mm -hmm. but that's the circumstances what was going on apparently one of the things i read was that the employee was telling them that they had to like move their boat to because they were docking something else and the guys you know three guys started going after this this one guy and Those guys deserved it. A hat flies in the air and all of a sudden things are, things are popping. Okay.
0: This is what I love about the video is it is just immediate and
2: brutal justice. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, and, and I don't know, there seem to be some people who get swept up in it that I don't know if they were originally involved or yeah, what the it seems situation like, is. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it seems like people are like, coming out of the crowd.
0: Yeah, it just sucks if, you know, you were standing there not really doing anything and you're like, oh my God, they're like, you're with them? And you're like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. They're like, so no.
2: Speaking of that, there's one video that I just saw like 20 yep. minutes ago because like now people are isolating like five-second clips of the whole, right? Yeah, like, yeah, but I like we're doing the the, where put the
0: isolations all with the main. 100%, the best, but I just saw stuff. one
2: where there's like one kid... Yeah. Who just like runs away from everybody and dives in the water. Yeah, and It I looks saw like that. he's just like, I'm not involved in this. I am swimming. No, not the kid who swims across to get in the middle. No, no,
0: I know. There's a guy that abandoned ship and jumps into <laughs> yeah, the water. Yeah, and he's like, and I'm and I, out of here. <laughs> dude, here's the thing. That's the only guy with a brain. Oh, yeah. At all. And okay, I, I'm a big believer of like, you have to stand up and fight for your group. And so, like, some of the guys that were like running in and going, you know, like, if you're buddies are getting beat up. In the mix. You have to try and help. You can't just run away even if you think you're going to catch a beating too. Like you just, because the the potential of it getting worse is lessened by your present there,
2: right? Oh yeah. And there's only one answer. There's only one correct answer to the question, do you have my back? Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. But those three
0: guys beating up somebody all together and kind of taking shots and thinking like, we're a tough gang of guys jumping one person. Like I hate, People who jump, you know, a group of guys, it's not one-on-one, it's three guys punching someone, hitting them in the side of the head, kicking them when they're down. That to me is about as abhorrent a behavior as you can have in a society. Like, it's just awful, awful, awful stuff. I don't think that's tough. I don't think that's a fight. I think that's a jump. And I think that's trash. And for those guys on the boat, when it's like everybody starts coming down, and looking at them oh, yeah. and they're on the boat. And you can hear the one lady where she's like, they're scared. They're scared. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, they are definitely scared. Yeah. I would be terrified. I would have said, we all need to jump off the boat and go swim sure. right away. Or I fire
2: have... up the motor. <laughs> Let's get, yeah. but here. I think that's
0: kind of what they were trying to do. And then it was just like, no, 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 this is going to take, this is going to require something a little bit more. Like this is adding an element of danger to this. Just jump off the boat and swim away. But yes, they get the justice immediately. And I just enjoyed every oh, yeah. second of it where I was like, You guys deserve this. You jump somebody. And that's the worst part. Normally a group of guys, jerks, jump someone and nothing happens, nothing becomes of it. Yes. They get away with it. Maybe one of them, you know, goes to jail or, you know, gets in trouble with the law. But usually a situation like that, it's going to end up with those guys being like, No, this was a grave miscalculation. Oh, it was so great. It was so great. The only part that I didn't like, but also did like was the guy with the chair. Okay.
2: So the chair, obviously a big portion of this conversation was obviously good at yeah. the chair guy. That guy. First off, apparently he's like an old guy. What do you mean? Apparently. He's he an old guy, yeah. which is adds a whole apparently, other wrinkle. Like, he's so- <laughs> allegedly. No, allegedly. We, we're we alumni of centennial sports journalism. Yeah. We know how powerful the word allegedly
0: is. Yeah, but I will say this. I like to think, okay, this is my justification for this guy. I like to think that that guy has dealt with like a lifetime of racism sure. down in Alabama. Sure. And he's just like, here's my time and I got a chair. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm
2: taking out everything that's happened in my life that sucked on oh, you he people. Because he's just swinging and going for... Anyone that's around. No, he, dude, he hits the lady. (laughs) That's the the part where you're like, whoa, she's just a downed
0: lady. And that's the hardest, cleanest one he connects. I don't think that she'll ever be the same. That
2: chair is, we're assuming, like a metal folding chair.
0: Yeah, or a, yeah. I think it could, I assume it's a metal folding chair, but I feel like it could have also been one of those, although it didn't break. I was going to say it could be wood. That was the so when
2: I was I like the first way, time I don't want to it, get hit by no, a wooden chair no, or no.
0: a aluminum chair.
2: The I, first time I'm watching that, you're kind of just like, oh my, like this is crazy. No, it took me like four watches
0: to really like fully k- grasp the the chair. Yeah. The
2: ramp up to the chair is just like all of a sudden you're in a yeah I know you're in the what the f am I watching territory? <laughs> yeah, I know. it
0: really, it, dude, it really is. Uh, it really is Anchorman. Like, Brick, I think you you killed a man. You know, like that's, it's, it's surprised that
2: trident didn't it's exactly, get involved. Like
0: that's the, the scenario here is they were all in a brawl and it was a brawl. And then all of a sudden Brett came brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah came brick came with the brick trident and skewered somebody <laughs> and killed them. And now he has to go lay low for a while. Just like that guy did.
2: That was wild. Yeah. Cause there are some great points in it, right? Like the kid, the 16 year old who like jumps in and swims across and then ends up like body slamming a guy. Yeah. People were calling him scuba gooding junior. I like that. It, that stuff is great. Yeah, the, the guy swimming across has that dog in him. Oh yeah, you know, like you got that dog. There's some points There's where, there,
0: like, peop- I would that wouldn't even have crossed my mind. <laughs> oh no,
2: God, no. That could have been. He's also like in clothes, no, soaking
0: wet. No, mixed, the, like I was, just. I was gonna say the only <laughs> scenario where that crosses my mind is if it's my direct family, mm. like blood. Mm. If it's my mom, my brother, my sister, you know, like gra- a, gr- a grandmother, yeah, <laughs> just three guys just peeing oh God, down on my bedside. Is that my bed. grandma so getting jumped? Yeah, no, I don't think that's the case, but I'm just saying it's got to be that. Like for the idea that this is like a stranger or even like a friend, yeah. if it was you, I'd be like, Simon, yeah. I hope I'm, you're I'm going to okay. walk around
2: the dock. Simon,
0: I got the police on the line. <laughs> They're going to get over there faster probably than I can swim in wet clothes <laughs> and get beat down with you. Anyway, yeah, the brawl was very intense. All right, what's next? Lots of fights. Yeah, August long weekend.
2: Um, weekend. Speaking of fights, Jake Mm -hmm. Paul Diaz. Yeah,
0: okay, that's what I'm saying. Let's keep it going.
2: Fights. I didn't watch it. I mean, you watched So I did watch. I watched the highlights. You watched it, eh? I did watch. I was at a
0: barbecue, and I
2: was having drinks with people. I mean, the only reason I watched it, like, I was off. We were heading out of town the next morning. My wife was working, so it's like I was at home and figured, why not? I I just knew exactly.
0: This is the thing. I knew exactly what it was going to be. There was no, I had no illusion that diaz was going to win the fight no
2: like it, I, let me tell you it was weird because like diaz is like such a weird fighter and especially like he yeah. was like fake wobbly at times and no, stuff it was like it. just such a weird watch but yeah i mean paul's just gotta fight boxers yeah, he <laughs> at lost certain to the point. one like and like, fought, and, like yeah. you know tommy fury is like a i guess he's like a boxer but he's not like a box like i'm now i left that being like oh yeah like he has no chance against actual boxers like, beyond no chance. No, but that's, this is what is, this is why I'm, like, tuned out of it. One is, totally.
0: I didn't want to watch Nate Diaz lose in a f- boxing match. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, anybody who has followed his career is like, the last thing he needs is a guy punch him in the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't need to see that, especially not in a fight that's worthless like this. I knew, it. W- <sighs> great, he gets his money, and I'm fine with that, whatever. But I know Jake Paul is going to beat old MMA fighters yes. in oh, yeah. boxing matches. Yeah and like we
2: don't have to do Diaz, that anymore.
0: Diaz is a freak in terms of being able to get in shape and you know him and his brother being able to run and you know throughout their careers but now he's an older guy. Like it's not the same when he shows up and he's got like the milk bag body at yeah. 38 years yeah. old and Jake Paul is in his physical prime yeah. and knows how to box and has just been training on how to box. And even like when they did the whole, you know, he's like, oh, we'll fight in MMA and I'll fight you. And it's like, if, even if they do that, there's going to be some kind of rule that they end up putting into place. And who cares about that even too? Like the thing I love about the fight game is not like the sideshow elements, the odd time. This is fine when it's like a point of entry, but now we just, we know what this is. Yeah. yeah. One guy is still making money and they're dude, it's going to continue because I saw that this was the second most bet on fight since, what was the first one? It was a big boxing match. Did you see that stat, Austin? Yeah, this this fight took in so oh, much sure. money on the books. I think a lot of people did bet Diaz because like a lot of people still believe, oh no, this guy's actually more of a boxer and like he has good hands. Yeah. And you're like, dude, MMA is not... No boxing, but the casuals will not realize this. They just see two names and people want to see Paul and they're hoping he gets knocked out by somebody, blah, 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 blah. They, they keep, they're going to keep buying it. And I think that'll continue to happen as long as he can still get names that people are somewhat interested in that are at the end of their UFC careers. This will continue to happen. I, I really believe it.
2: I just want Paul fury too. You know,
0: I don't even want, but it's like, why do I want that? There's two boxers. I mean, I some, want it because I'm a like, Tommy
2: Fury fan because of his Love Island run. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. As is, I'm on the record no, for it. That's it. It's like, in fact, the last
0: thing I want is Diaz or sorry, Paul Fury too. It's like, if, if you're going to do that, just watch real, real boxing, boxing? <laughs> join Austin. He'll tell you like, awesome. What's the next fight? So next mom, uh, I
3: think Josh was supposed to fight Dillian White, but that got canceled because <laughs> Dillian White can't pass a drug test. Okay,
0: so then what is the fight? <laughs> the, this, I will say boxing does this to itself in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, what's the next fight? The boxing fans like, oh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. That okay. is a problem. Yeah, that's not great. It's not great that he's filled this void and been able to successfully do it. I just yeah, But you're I'm not tired. missing
2: much. Like the the whole fight no, was, was the whole fight bit. was exactly yeah, what you yeah, thought exactly. it, was. it was. Especially a, like it started off Paul yeah, was way, way clearly the better boxer I saw that i watched the clip diaz can stay on his feet so like got in there and like got into the body yeah. a bit and then it just went the distance and the scorecards Hooray. were obviously in favor like that it was exactly what you thought it was gonna be yeah
3: I
0: just so you don't give francis nagano a good chance against tyson fury no i do not it's so silly that's happening but that one is actually at least a little bit more interesting to me because it's a you know uh, why uh, <laughs> I think that one's a little bit more interesting to me, simply because Francis is going to have some time to be able to do this, and he's got a bit of the Wilder uh, potential of catching Tyson clean and knocking him out. And, and I do think that you know, yeah, Wilder is a better boxer than Francis Ngannou is going to be, but I think that Francis Ngannou has the type of punching power where it's like if he's able to land one, this isn't going to be like. I don't think that Conor McGregor really had a big shot of knocking out Floyd because he was just really never going to be able to tag Floyd clean.
2: Well, and that was actually piggyback. That was a hundred percent the case in the Paul yeah. Diaz thing. Like Diaz was never, ever like, he just doesn't have, he didn't finish any punch. Yeah. but like he was never going to knock out.
0: And the other part of this, Austin, where I feel a little bit better about Fury and Nganu is that Nganu story is so inspiring. And the guy is going to get such a big bag of money that, I look at it and go, yeah, yeah, you're, you're kind of like still in your prime. You're trying to test yourself in something new, right? You're taking a really tough challenge. I talked about this with Ariel, and I, he made sort of this point. He's testing himself in the most difficult way. He's not diving in against some, you know, trash boxer. He's going right at the, the best guy.
3: Yeah, the guy who beat, like, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, that's like, what I He's, he's, the greatest great, boxer, he's going, maybe going right whoever, at the guy. Lived, and never so, lost. Like, I think he's going to get destroyed,
0: yeah, but man. That, it's not even going to be close. Uh, I think so, too. I'm with you. I'm just saying that I think it's admirable that he's testing this. I think good for him that he's getting a huge bag of money and that this will, if he does, get embarrassed, this will end his, like, quote-unquote boxing career. He'll go back to MMA. But he got screwed over by the UFC, dude, and he tried to fight Jon Jones, and he tried to make money there. It was try- he fought through that injury in the Cyril Gon fight, remember that? Like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like this guy is, he's due. Whereas with Jake Paul, it's like Jake Paul's not a real fighter. Tyson Fury is a real fighter, you know? And Diaz isn't preparing for that fight in a serious way. Like, I think is going to take this seriously. He's going to really train for it. Diaz showed up <laughs> looking like a bag of milk and did not care much like everyone else who's taken these fights other than maybe Tyron Woodley who looked like he took it like somewhat seriously yeah but
3: even like Tyron Woodley's hands were horrible yeah, of his place like it's he such was, a different
0: sport. Of, no dude it's I, of course the sport is different i'm just saying that there have been guys like Ben Askren who showed up completely oh, out yeah. of shape was not taking it seriously what so yeah who took it
2: seriously ooh
0: Tommy Fury. Yeah, but again, I don't care about these. I don't care about trash boxers fighting each other. It's about the names. I don't care. There's nothing on planet Earth that can make me care about Tommy Fury. I watched them both box. Watch
2: the Love Island both, season. Yeah,
0: no, I won't. That, he has that's, a pretty good season. <laughs> I will watch all of their fights before I ever see a Love Island season. Anyway, I'm over it. I, I don't know what it's all about. I, at first, I went, oh, Jake Paul's trying to create something. but Maybe potentially there's some equity for fighters, and he's trying to create a world where they could start their own fight league that's different, and... Nah, it's not happening
2: either. He's out for himself, which is what... 100%. So just, yeah, Logan see, Paul, see, I think, won at SummerSlam or something. I'm not a big WWE guy, Summer but... SummerSlam hey, was this weekend? I think so, or something. He flew in. It. That was part of the pay-per-view. He flew oh, okay. in to didn't be there it. with Jake or electric, whatever. Electric show. Was it good? There you go. Bloodline, SummerSlam
3: continues. Uh, just electric. You watch wrestling? I, I, know I casually
0: watch wrestling. Yeah, so do I, but only Royal Rumble and the Wouldn't say that's meeting. casual. I'd say that's a bit based yeah, I would, I, I, if, if, I, if, if I can be on record well, of four big two.
3: pay-per-views every year, Survivor Series, no, I not watch Slant. those ones, but yeah. I,
0: yeah, it's just like Rumble's a different ball game. Rumble's, Rumble's the 10 best. Of the 10. It's, it's truly the greatest the event, especially now at the end yeah. of the Women's World Rumble, Royal Rumble, so you have two and Rumble's great, so sick. But no, WrestleMania, the only thing I I cannot like the idea that it's now 2 days. That's oh a lot, I know.
2: Come on. I know.
0: I will say, what was it? The WrestleMania. It was already too long when it was one day. I would show up to hang out with the bros and watch WrestleMania and just be there. Coverage it all, starts at like two with like all the undercard stuff. Six hours, and like the yeah. I'm the sudden. type of guy where it's like if the boys are doing it, then I'm like, yes. And especially sure. now that I'm getting older and it's like less frequent, you know, everybody's got kids yeah. and it's harder to get together. If there's any type of event and they're like, we're doing this. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Let's, I'll, I'm in. Yeah, You know, unless that is we're brawling. <laughs> on beside a riverboat <laughs> then I would say you guys are on your own can uh, I have a chair yeah <laughs> no actually you don't want to be the guy in the chair in that no, situation true. because that, then you're the number one target and I did say there those are cops four sit, they, there actually are f- they didn't me because there was too few people fighting back the other way But yeah. the
2: article I just read said there are four warrants out with potentially more coming and something mm-hmm. tells me there will be mm-hmm. more Coming. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Let's do a couple, or two couple more. quick ones. Yeah. yeah. So rapid fire. First off, we were just talking about this off air. <laughs> Steph Curry jumped on stage for the Paramore concert. <sighs> uh, cool or not cool? I think I know where you're gonna go here. It's cool for him. Sure. You a Paramore guy? Yeah, I love
0: Paramore. Nice. Yeah, I love Paramore. I He's was actually Williams, right? pretty sad that I didn't get to go to the Paramore show when they were here and played at uh Scotiabank. Uh I think it would be cool to see like Steph Curry up on stage. If you were a fan of stuff, just to, like people are always like, well oh, my God, a celebrity, like it adds yeah. to the night. So there's something about that that I think is cool for people, but yeah, he jumps on the microphone and he's just there. He's kind of bopping around. And I, to me, I'm going, yeah, it's a little, it's a little cringy. It's, it's a little cringy. I think that, and, and you see this, like LeBron's done this where they jump on stage with like hip hop yeah. artists And you're at a show. So there's a cool factor of seeing someone in real life where you go, holy crap, Steph Curry's at my show or LeBron James is up on stage at my show. I just... And I do think Paramore fits into this. I do have respect for the artists where I go, really, like, you want them up there doing this thing? So that's
2: what I was going to say. I would be such a, like, a you know, prima Donna that like if someone was yeah. at my concert, I don't want a bigger no. star coming on the stage with me. You're but here Paramore, for me. But Paramore does get a ton of social media clips and people see it. So whatever, but it was also like, true. I don't know. I just, to
0: me, it's pretty cringe. To me, it's just a thing of, Hey man, you know, do you have to be everywhere and to have the li- the spotlight on you at all times? Cause his first rap verse also came out recently. Did you see that? Is that I curry? don't want to ever see that. Mm. I'd like that to be put in the same hall that the Ark of the Covenant was put in, that storage (laughs) facility at the end of
2: Raiders of the Lost I'm going to go ahead and toss that in the group chat for the boys. I want to
0: see the forklift place that box (laughs) high up in... (laughs) No one finds it ever again. Anyways, what's Uh, the next? This
2: one wasn't in the show sheet, but quickly uh, a couple clips this weekend floating around of... More hockey players at weddings. It's been a big hockey player at weddings. Mm-hmm. Summer. There was Johnny Goudreau on someone's shoulders. There was uh, Bergeron and Marchand We're doing some sort of little dance routine.
0: Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't express any care. What type of wedding guest are you though? Is the question a drinker? I yeah. hang out at the bar and I drink, and then are you a dance floor guy? Yeah. If I hard dance floor? Uh, not like I'm there the whole time, but I'll okay. mix in some appearances. No, I'm chatty at weddings, and like that's the thing. I like to talk clearly, <laughs> and so I'm a hang out near the bar and converse with everyone I you're wanna...
2: meeting new people you're not
0: sticking with like the, your group but you're no i'm definitely not a group sticker we're and
2: branching f- out we're talking to Dude, people
0: flat out i had a breakup because i was at a wedding paying no attention to my date because i was mixing up with everybody and she Love was that. pissed off and she was like <laughs> what the hell i have a, like never even did you, she you, know you anyone got, you got broken up for not paying attention no. to somebody what <laughs>
3: She broke up with you because you weren't paying enough attention no, to No, it her.
0: wasn't the sole reason, but it was a big part of a fight that I'd led to a breakup. Trouble, then. Yeah, it was a big <laughs> part of a fight that led to a breakup. And that was me at a wedding, you know, talking with everybody and kind of abandoning her. And, yes, she didn't know anybody at the wedding. It was a wedding I was friends with people at and... So I was socializing a ton and catching up with a bunch of different people. And yeah, I was just drunk and I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah." but that's why I am at a wedding. I chat with every single person. Essentially. I'm going to meet your aunt at the yeah, wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like okay. I, I'm going to meet gotcha. everybody there. I'm going to have a chat with everybody there. I'm going to drink a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to spend a little bit of time on the dance floor grooving too.
2: I'm a dance floor guy. I like to hit the dance floor. Yeah. I want would you be like waving wacky inflatable tubing? Yeah, bang? I mean I'm so not. Look, the,
0: the, the moves aren't good. <laughs> yeah. There's some two stepping, some pretty how? basic two stepping. Uh, I'm, I'm the type there of guy. The whole time with your most girl. Of it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So there's, you and your girl hit the dance floor, and you two just stay there the entire night. A lot of it. I nah, mean, like not the entire, in. but most yeah, yeah. of
2: it. And there's a lot of so there's, drink a, enough. There's two stepping. Well, so that's what it is. It's one of us takes each other out, goes to the bar. You know what I mean? Comes back. But there's a lot of two-stepping and a lot of jumping. You know that, like that jumping on the dance floor. Yeah, that's
0: the, that's so funny. It's like because that's like uh, every that's white guy wedding exactly. is always uh, shout because yeah. it's just like that's the one dance. So it's like people know how to do <laughs> the dance to it. Yeah, and like we did low, a dance. A it's like, we're, how long are we going to have this at weddings? It's fun because like the last wedding I was at, I really it was a really really fun version of us doing shout. But and nine times out of ten, I'm like. this part of the evening, fine. You know, and even when I'm drunk, it's like takes me a little bit to like muster up the... Get rid of the cynicism of doing that song for the millionth <laughs> time. There's just it's just like you know, oh wow, wagon wheel at a wedding. Like yeah, it's yeah, just... Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's just uh, there's some
2: class. Hey, look, the, there's some classics that they yeah, must yeah, get played. You, gotta you know, do it. It's just uh, like yeah, I don't know. I okay. went to a wedding last summer. This is unrelated, really, to this, but it was yeah. just funny. I went to a wedding last summer where the the DJ was killing it, mm-hmm. playing playing the I'm hits. A band over DJ. When the, oh, a band, bands great like, yeah, for sure. Band, but this, DJ th- is always like, yeah. DJ was doing a good job playing the hits, the and all of a sudden, all yeah, all of a sudden. He like, walks in front of his DJ booth and everyone's like, what's going on? <laughs> and reaches over and picks up a guitar and plugs Ooh, it in and cool. just started for about 10 minutes soloing over tracks yeah. over other tracks. That's actually pretty sick. I mean, it was cool, but it also, like, it went it went from the dance floor was popping to everybody was like, what's going on? Because, like, he was good, oh, no, but he that wasn't sucks. a pro no, guitar that player, so yeah, it was kind of like, now we're just good. watching this guy for 10 minutes. I was going to say, you've... Uh, pack I've seen, up some solos.
0: I've seen this before in different versions. I've seen the lead singer tries to be too involved in the wedding.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Where
0: it's like mom, get up here, yeah. you know, like, or like, you know, who's having the most, and they're just trying to kind of like dance around, and all of a sudden, they they think they're like the de facto MC, You're like, yeah. no, 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 no,
2: <laughs> no, we, just our, go our best friend song who actually to knows song our to family song is the to MC, song <laughs>
0: to <song>. yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, just, there's no need for this, I actually remember I scouted with one friend, uh, they, and, and they picked this woman, But she even said, because you can go to these little wedding uh, tryout band things, right? You go to a hall, and there's a bunch of different people, and they're all part of a wedding. And I went with a friend to be like, hey, help me pick up my band. So I was like, yeah, sure. And they go up, and it's actually like basically a bunch of session musicians that come in, and they're like, this is the price for this group. This is the price for this. Anyway, they keep rolling. But the one girl's like, when I'm singing at your wedding, like, I'm a part of the wedding. And me, I went like, ew, worst case scenario. My friend, she was like... I want this person. She's got personality. So some people enjoy it. But yeah, to me, it's like, it's like going to an amateur comedy show where I go, I respect that you're trying and I respect that you're putting all of your energy into this, but I cannot help but cringe. Like Mm. I, I just, I'm sorry, but it's not funny. And I don't relate to this.
2: I don't enjoy
0: this. What were you going to say, Mackie? You look like you're all queued up. Yeah, but not about this. I agree with you on the wedding singer. Uh, What were you going to say? I mean the random thing I was going to say wedding singer good movie by Adam Sandler yeah.
2: true yeah
0: I, t- t- so, there's nothing there's there's this the somebody kill me please song yeah. <laughs> and then followed by John Lovitz uh, standing at the side of the stage saying But yeah you right I would have him my wedding I'm singer all my lovitz yeah, that's that's that like all time classic. Sometimes moment.
3: I got to bring the sports in though, JD, because I remember Simon. You know, more of a Love Island guy. That's fine. We yeah, accept it. Sports, we love him. We do not. Accept Eric
0: getting <laughs> traded to the Penguins.
3: Yeah, no good. This. Yeah, uh, hey, can we you know can we get some
2: thoughts on that? Please. Good job.
0: Okay, couple quick, couple quick things.
2: <laughs> it's tough when I'm the only one suggesting the podcast. Only bit. Couple bits, couple
0: of so. quick things on this. Number one. Dubas accepting both the presidency and the GM job. Classic. That's poor family time. God. No, I know. Those it's kids. just yeah. That was great. It's just anybody who believed the family thing and who actually played that card. Yeah, that's gone. I'm such a sucker. I'm no, such a sucker. No, but here's here's the thing. Not all, No, but some people were suckers. But what's so crazy, and this is the Dubasite religion thing, where it's just there's some people who will never, ever admit to his... Like, wrongdoing. The only one, weirdly, they'll go, he didn't do good with trading the first-round pick for Felino because Felino was in direct contrast with what— Because he has bad charts. That, no, no, no. That Yeah, that group wanted Taylor Hall, yeah. and it was yeah, him. Yeah. And then they view it as, like, that's the only bad one that they ever did. So the Dubasite group has seen the guy— you know, get emotional about how he would never do this to his family. He only be a Trump. Well, what was he supposed to do? And they spin the logic and they do the thing. It's like, okay, yeah, he took a job in hockey. And the one that they were always rumored to be around the mix on too, like that I heard from people as early as I want to say December of the year, you know, last year. We had Watch Frank Cervelli on. He yeah. was talking about that. Oh, but I even heard when they were buying. Uh... No, no, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, this was a wa- long time ago. So he ends up going there, but then he takes a even bigger role, something yeah. that's, you know, being the president, you're supposed to be doing all kinds of different stuff now. So it's like, okay, less family time. And he's like, oh, I'll also be doing the GM. Anyway, it's just – it's so ridiculous. And you can understand the frustration, and this is what I mean, of MLSE and of Brendan Shanahan when they saw that move and they went, are you kidding, man? Are you kidding? You're really going to play this BS and try to garner and curry public favor? as a leverage move against us when we know this isn't one ounce of true. And when we've actually been like, yeah, we'll give you the private plane so that you can travel to see your family. It's like, anyway, I, I'm not, I'm really not trying to kiss ass to MLSC here. It's just, it's so embarrassing that Dubis played that card and that it, the result has been this. Yeah. And that some people refuse to just like look at it for what it is, which is what it always was, which was a guy that was, trying to use that as a leverage play, trying to garner public sympathy and yeah. Wanted to be viewed as the family man when it's like, yeah, yeah, man. Okay. I'm sure. Anyway, he's probably a fine dad. He's probably a fine husband, but you don't get to being in those jobs by having your priority. Number one, be your family. I'm sorry. That's why he is where he is. Priority. Number one is his job, which is fine. I'm like that too. I want a career. I want a job. I'm geared that way more than I am for family. I understand it. I don't judge it whatsoever. But I also don't go out there and cry like, I don't have time for a family. Because I. anyway, uh, moving forward, the Carlson trade. I kind of like it. I know that everyone wants to crap on it. I just think it's decent. What I will say is it's interesting that Kyle Dubas with all of this time with his core four or whatever is deciding to kind of go back to the well on this. That they only retain 1.5 mil and you bring in Carlson and you now have an aging Geno Malkin, an aging Eric Carlson. It's an old roster. Dude, it's very old. It's an old roster. And to me, I will say that it reeks of the Yankees where you go, no, no, no. You, you can't have the oldest roster in a sport and then expect to have success. I just, th- here's the thing. Do you really think all four of those guys come game 14, game 15, game 16 of the Stanley Cup playoffs are going to be in tip top form and they're all going to be healthy at the same time? They're all going to be solid and they're all going to be contributing like I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I do not see that scenario. But here's what I like about it is that they're playing for the ring this year and they're going, you know what? Sidney Crosby's done a lot for this organization. And what could help this group more than this at that cost? You get first round pick and a second round pick and it's money, you know, and you moved out what Grandland, what was the meaningful piece that came off the roster? Petrie. Like you just added the Norris trophy winner. Okay. Mm. So we can all project all the bad and, About all the injuries with Carlson and blah, 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 blah. Like, go on down the line. I do think, like, one of Carlson's biggest injuries was a total fluke, like the skate. I don't think that it's likely that he's going to be as dominant this following season as he is the year before. But as a proven playoff player, this is a guy who is going to create instant offense. I don't think that the Penguins' path to a Stanley Cup is being a tough, gritty defensive team anyway. So Mm. they're just sort of leaning into the identity of them trying to score. Like, have you guys seen clips of Geno Malkin playing, like, in his own end? He is genuinely I, – I would say that there's a strong case that he is the worst defensive forward in the NHL. That's yeah, not like, good. Like, he is beyond horrific. And so I don't think Eric Carlson's adding that element to the team, but it's just, like, the same reason why I liked him kind of for the Leafs, which is you're not having to spend too much to get him. Although if I was the Leafs, I wouldn't have done, uh, like, this version of a trade. I would have had to involve somebody else. Like, I, I always said that if you brought in Carlson, you removed one of the core four guys – but then you also got back pieces from San Jose. That would have interested me. Not the one where you're just being like, yes, and we're adding this dude and we're moving out pieces. And then, yes, going even more offensive. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't mind it for them because I'm like, what, what else were you supposed to do? And you're kind of in a little bit of you're not in cap hell because these guys are, you know, there, there's things that can happen here. But, like, you're not getting off these contracts.
2: No. And like, it's like, a, it's a window move, right? Like that's what I mean. if you're the Penguins, all you're trying to do is win an, an, another cup while Sid's there. That's a, like, that's the only goal. You're not like, you're not Dude. trying to do two timeline things. You're not worried about the no. youth. Like it's, it's, a, exactly, it's a window now. Exactly.
0: And it's like it's a window Sid, right now. Sid has two more years left on his deal at eight, seven, by the way. God, what a steal. That guy signed. That guy is just the it's, it. It deserves more credit that he signed a 12 year deal at eight, seven. Eight, seven, Yeah. Like, that is a captain. That is a leader. That is just the way you do it. And some other guys want it all. They want it short, and they want it the most, and... They
3: I guess that's the next question, right? Do you think the Carlson trade leads to an end of the log jam here? As we're seeing with NHL offseason moves, or is this, nah, is this, this kind this of the
0: end? I think that this is like, yeah, like, what's the log? Like, what are we?
3: Well, Nylander's contract, right? Rather not they'll trade yeah, Nylander, the... too, before the start of the season. No, I,
0: I don't think that. I Here's my guesses. And I actually kind of maybe next week I'll do a little leaf check-in segment uh, and and start to, you know, my I like, I don't know. Well, I, I was trying to think about the shape of it the other day cuz you know I want to talk about Leafs even though it's off season and just kind of makes sense it's been completely dead and quiet but yeah just some thoughts on sort of where they're at my predictions are that they sign Matthews to as of today that it will eventually be a 5 year deal for Matthews i think that he'll give that little bit of extra time and that it's but it's going to be a ton of money it's going to be around like 14 million bucks and i think that the Nylander thing just it it, like it goes into the season drags. Yeah. Yeah. It goes into the season and it goes completely, it goes unresolved. I just don't see a scenario where it doesn't, the the weird thing, the the wild card piece that makes me believe something else could happen is still Trey living with his statement of, I learned from the Goudreau thing and I I'm never going to let somebody walk for free again. But yeah, anyway, um, I actually don't mind the trade for the penguins. And I think that the trade for the Sharks, obviously, like they're in a rebuild and you go, hey, we traded the Norris Trophy winner. We only got a first and second and we retained 1.5. I was like, I actually think it was a huge win for them. Like that. That's a really good trade package, I think, for Carlson, given where they were at as an organization, the amount of teams and the value of salary cap space. Like I actually think that the, the Sharks did extremely well there, too. So I don't mind it for the pens. I get it's risky. I don't think they're winning a Stanley Cup. But like you said, Simon, the window is just at the very end of these yeah. guys.
2: There's no point Careers. of not going for it.
0: Yeah. And, and what it would do for Sidney Crosby's legacy is and for Carlson's and for Malcolm, for all these guys, let if they were able to grab one more. Oh, yeah. And so that's just it. It's like you're you're pushing chips in the middle for guys that really did help build your organization. And I don't mind it. And then, yeah, what what happens? They're not going to have a they're not hoping to have a strong first round pick next year or a second round pick where they had it. What happens? Like. Sid probably takes a much friendlier deal again. I don't see him, you know, cashing out when he's. How old is he going to be at the end of his contract? Because it's two years from now and he's, I think he's an 86. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Right?
2: Or is he an 87? Is that why his number is? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's of course, 87. yes. That's no, he's an 87. 87.
0: Yeah, duh. Like, yeah, anyway.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's <not the> <laughs> he's 36.
0: Yeah, no, so he's 36. Yeah, so it's so like, yeah, he's going to be 38 at the end of that contract. Like, I, I, he probably retires. Like, and then you've got a little bit of Carlson left on the books. I, I don't know. It just, you're going into the rebuild mode then anyways, and you're playing some old guys. And yeah, you, that's yeah. the
2: thing, right? Is like, whenever that era is done, two years. it's like, this. yeah, it's, it's the end exactly. of Sid. It's these Correct. last
0: two years. Correct. It's, and you went out and got someone with a lot of upside for the last two years of Sid. Correct. I just, I don't hate it. I'm not criticizing Dubas for this move. I think that it's, 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 de- it's a decent, prudent move, upside move to try to get Sidney Crosby to one more Stanley cup, which we all know, knowing Sid that that's everything that he would ever want more. Yeah. God, it breaks my heart because I'm seeing all these videos on Instagram of, like, young Sid where he's, like, where they're, like, he's just 20 years old, you know, bombing around the dressing room. I'm, like, that was yesterday? <laughs> he's what? He's 17 years older than what those videos We're push? really
2: old, JD. We're <sighs> okay. really old.
0: All right, let's go crawl under a rock somewhere in Paris. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Subscribe and review. If you want to play Botano, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, at JDBunkus. I'll see you tomorrow.